this already, but if you are here for the first time, man, one of our first time guests, we just want to say welcome. We have a, a saying here, and we believe it with all that we are, once in the family, always in the family. And so you are now in the Hemphill family. Thank y'all for coming tonight. I will be honest with you, tonight's going to be a little bit different. Tonight's going to be a little bit different because tonight is my last night with you here at Hemphill. Yeah. And let me say a few things. Let me say a few things, man. One, if you're a leader in this room, I want you to stand up. All my leaders, stand up all around the room. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Hey, listen. Let me say, let me say something. To the leaders, man, I just want to say, I know that some leaders have been here a long time. Some maybe are new this year. Some maybe have been a couple years. And I just want to say thank you. Because as a student pastor, there is no way that ministry, effective youth student ministry can be done without the leaders that are in this room. So I just want to say thank you to each of you. I, uh, I have loved, loved working and ministering with you. And here's the challenge. It's very simple. It's very simple. As I step away, as I step away, you step up. And I don't know what that means for you. You have to think about it. You have to pray about it. As a leader, as I step away, you step up. Hey, can we give it up for all these leaders tonight? You guys can be seated. Thank you, leaders. Hey, and students, I mean it. I mean it. This ministry, listen. This ministry, listen. This ministry is so much stronger because of the people that just stood up and stood down. And so here's what I want to ask you to do is respect their leadership. Because here's what I know about every single one of those leaders that stood up, whether they're in high school college, young adult, older adult, the reality is they don't have to be here. Listen up. But they choose to be here. They choose to be here because they love you. They choose to be here because they believe in you. Listen up. They choose to be here because they know that each and every one of you as a middle school student can be a game changer. You can be a world changer. That's why they're here. So, so I just want to say thank you to the leaders. I also want to say, um, man, this has been incredible, right? And I know that obviously I know a lot of you uh, better. I know some of you better than I know others, depending on what grade you're in and, and things like that. But I just want to say thank you to all of the students. Thank you for, yeah, all right, cool. All right, listen up. Thank you to you as a student, because here's the thing. You don't have to let, you, you, you know, you didn't have to let me be your middle school pastor. You chose to, to let me be your middle school pastor. And I just want you to know, man, that is one of the greatest honors that I could ever have. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to pour into you, to invest in you. Um, because just like all these leaders, 
The reason middle school ministry is so important to me, the reason why it matters so much, is because I believe that Scripture speaks directly to middle school. And it says it like this in 1 Timothy 4. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. How many of you have been told before you're too young for something, right? A lot of you. A lot of you. But listen, listen, listen. Listen up. You got to listen. Here's what the truth is tonight. And you got to hold on to this. You got to cling on to this. The truth is the Bible says, the scripture says, don't, don't believe that stuff. Don't let anybody look down on you because of your age or how young you are. But instead, here's what it says. Set an example for all believers in life, love, speech, faith, and purity. In every area of your life, set an example. Be the example. It doesn't matter how old you are. And I just want to say, man, some of you really take that to heart. Some of you are changing your family. And that's amazing. Some of you are changing the schools that you go into, and that's incredible. And some of you, the reality is that you're changing this room. You're changing this place. Because you come in, and you go out to God. You give it all to the Lord. You give it all to God, and we love that. And I just want to say thank you for that. Well, here's the reality. When I first started as middle school ministry here, there was one video in particular that I played often. I want to be honest with you, this is not the HD World video, okay? So it's a little blurry, but it happens to be one of my favorite videos because I think it is really funny. If you don't think it's really funny, it's all good, but I would invite you to laugh your head off because we're all about having fun. It hasn't played yet. All right, check it out. Come on, man. Come on. Goodness. I mean, what did she think? What did she think was going to happen? You know? Like, poor girl. Here's the moral. Don't dance on the coffee table. All right? Well, hey, listen up, M12. Here's what I thought I would do. I was thinking a lot about what I would say to you tonight. And, and here, here's really what I want you to hear if you've not heard anything else. And here's the thing. To be able to hear something, you can't be speaking. That's kind of the way it works. And, and, and this, is, this is what I want you to hear. Jesus changes. 
Jesus ever. I know you heard it in the song, and before I even knew the song was going to play, that was the word that I want you to hear tonight, because here's the thing. It's true. Jesus changes everything. And I want to read a story to you that happens to be one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. It's not going to be on the screen, so if you want to grab a Bible in front of you or uh, under your seat, you can. It's on page number 1014. Page number 1014. And I want to encourage you guys to listen because I think, think God has a word for us tonight. Page 1014, one of my favorite Bible stories, chapter 10 of Mark, verse 46. Here's what it says. going to read before I read. I'm not going to read when you're talking from God's Word. It's not going to work. Here we go. Verse 46. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. I want you to get the picture in your head. Jesus and his crew, they're going to leave this place. They're going to another place. But Bartimaeus is this blind man, okay? You guys ever seen maybe a homeless man on the side of the road or something like that? That's exactly what, listen up, listen up. I don't need, I don't need participation. I just want you to listen. I want you to try to put yourself in the story. Because that's what's happening. So there's this blind man. No one's paying attention to him. Everyone's just kind of disrespecting him. But the reputation that Jesus has, is already, it was already known. And here's what it says. It says, he was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him. In other words, they told him to be quiet. They told him to be quiet, and they, but he shouted all the more. He didn't want to be quiet because he knew the reputation that Jesus had. He said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. I want you to get this. Picture what's happening. You've got Bartimaeus on the side of the road. No one's paying any attention. Jesus and his crew are walking, and then he just stops. He just stops, right? And here's what the Bible says. Call him. Jesus tells the people to call him, at which people are probably really surprised. So they call to the blind man. They said, cheer up, man. Get on your feet. He's calling you, throwing his cloak aside, which is code for everything he knew. Imagine when you were a kid, most of you had a little blankie, little blanket, little quilt, whatever. All right? It was your livelihood. You couldn't go anywhere without it. That's what this is to this guy. But this guy's a grown man. Listen up. He's a grown man. And he's giving up everything he has to follow or to talk with Jesus. So the Bible says, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? I've always thought this was an interesting 
question because Jesus, he already knew the answer. But he looked at the guy and he said, what do you want me to do for you? And this is what I think he was. I think he was telling Bartimaeus that in essence, his life was about to change. It was about to be completely different. Bartimaeus says this, he says, Rabbi, I want to see. I mean, can you imagine? I want you to just, as quietly as you can, I just want you to close your eyes. Just, just close your eyes. You don't have to talk about it. And I want you to imagine for a second, this is your life. You don't see anything. This is your life. But Jesus has this reputation that he can change lives, that he can perform miracles, that he can give sight to the blind. And so Bartimaeus is screaming his face off. And he's like, Jesus, will you just please have mercy on me? So Jesus calls him and he says, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, I want to see. And Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. Open your eyes. And in that moment, this is what happened. This guy went in complete physical darkness to seeing the light. To seeing everything around him, to seeing his family, to seeing his friends, to seeing nature, things that he had never seen before. And I love this end of the scripture. It says, immediately he received his sight, and he followed Jesus along the way. I love that because what it tells us is that Bartimaeus made the decision to follow Jesus. He didn't say, hey, thanks, God. Now I'm going to go my separate ways. He got exactly what he asked for. And then he followed. See, students, Jesus changes everything. He changes everything. And what we get to celebrate this weekend, beginning tomorrow, if you need a church to go to for Easter weekend, is we get to celebrate that Jesus Christ he died on the cross. He was buried, and three days after he died, he rose from the grave. You see, we get to celebrate that that's what Jesus did for you, and that's what Jesus did for me. And here is the simplicity of the story of the gospel in a nutshell. God did for you what you couldn't do for yourself through Jesus. Jesus changes everything. And if there's one thing that I would want you to know, it would be that. It would be that Jesus changes everything. And I know that some of you, you might be in here tonight, and you might say, man, I don't go to church a ton, or I don't really know Jesus. I don't really know all the things you're talking about. Listen, man, we are unbelievably excited that you are with us tonight, because this is the best place that you could be on a Wednesday night. And if you have questions about that, or maybe you want to make a decision, you want to say, I want Jesus to become everything, like Bartimaeus did. He chose to follow Jesus, and maybe tonight, maybe tonight, God is saying, tonight's the night for you to follow Jesus. That I would encourage you, man, I would love to talk to you. You can talk with any of these leaders that just stood up a few minutes ago. Because the truth of this life 
is that it will never be. It will never be completely and fully fulfilled until Jesus is in heaven. And that's what he did for you, and that's what he did for me. Jesus is the reason that I was ever even given the opportunity to be here today. And I know that some of you, man, you've given your life to Christ in this room. Some of you, you've been baptized in this room. Some of you, you've learned how to worship for the first time in this room. Some of you, you've learned how to pray for the first time in this room. Some of you, man, you've opened the Bible for the first time in this room. And man, it has been an honor and a privilege. But this is the thing, too, as I begin to is never, was never built on a preacher like yourself. I've been here a good long while. It's been a good long run. It's been incredible. But I hope you know that this ministry is built on the only one who can change everything, which is Jesus. And so what we want you to know tonight is this. Man, this is the place for you and your redemption. God has some amazing and incredible things for this ministry. He has amazing and incredible things for you. And I'll say it like this. Jesus said, people were trying to stump him, and they came to him and they said, can you just tell us, man, what's the greatest commandment? I mean, at the end of the day, like, what is the, the main about this life. And you know what he said? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Here's what he was saying. Love God and love people. And that's my encouragement to you. Continue to love God with your life, with your decisions, with the way you treat people, and continue to love others. Jesus.